0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Views, the podcast where your hosts, I'm Dan and my nephew Lou, are going to cast our views on a chosen subject. What that is could literally be anything. This week, however, though, Lou, I've chosen for us to discuss world records. I kind of want to explore what makes what some, some funny world records, what makes people want to do it and are there any that we could potentially do? So... What do you think about that, Lee?
1: Um, I don't know. I think it's a strange one. I think world records now are kind of, you can get a world record for pretty much anything. And I feel like a lot of people will go out to break silly world records for the purposes of just having that bit of piece of paper that you can hang in your hallway. And when people walk in, it's just a bit of a talking point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you want to start with like a couple of the silliest world records or a bit more about kind of, you know, just why people do them?
0: I have always been, I was actually quite, obsessed with world records when i was younger that it just seemed something really bizarre and out the ordinary like they like a lot of them still are but it it kind of stemmed you always had the um the guinness book of records that would come out yearly and it was and probably still is but it was like quite a thick book each year of all the records right and that and actually the one thing i never ever did and what this podcast prompted me to do was to find out why it is called how how the guinness book of records did start is it to do with the drink or was it something completely different and it was actually it's a random how it started as well so it it started in the 50s so it's actually again quite quite some time ago um so what 70 odd years and it was the the managing director of guinness went to a shooting party with some friends and they were talking about what the fastest game bird was they couldn't come to an answer and they couldn't find an answer so then a few years later he had an idea for a guinness promotion based on on the idea of settling pub arguments between people so he hired two twins well of course there would be two of them they're twins but he hired twins and again i don't know if anyone's listening is old enough to remember like um uh you know record breakers but norris mcquirter and his brother to compile a book of facts and figures. So that's kind of how it started. And I kind of never knew how, how it did originate. And I think it's brilliant that it started off an argument between a group of friends about something. So again, <laughs> kind of like listening to our tech, tech episode where you could just get out your smartphone and just find the answer there and then. Back in that day, he actually, head of the company, hired people to write a book to settle arguments between people and the rest as they say is history and one of the things here was i again i always just think like world records were kind of like feats of strength or excellence you know it's like pulling cars and but now you can set a record i think you said anything i mean i think you think of something don't quite go down that avenue but think of something and there's probably a world record for it right so yeah a yeah. couple of the ones i've I pulled out and I'm sure we've probably got the same, but it's like the longest pizza. I don't know if you see, if you, <laughs> did you see that. It's like longest pizza was 1,930 metres. So that's 6,333 feet as made by a hundred people over 54 hours. I mean, I get it. I love pizza, but it's like at one point, that sounds to me like a massive project. I mean, you know, 54 hours, a hundred people.
1: I feel like I'd want to know how many calories were in it. I feel like that would be a good stat to go with it. And also, it'd kind of annoy me because it's got to be cold by the time you eat it.
0: <laughs> wonder how many things have fallen but, into it.
1: <laughs> well, I wonder how you do that. Because obviously there's not an oven big enough to cook a pizza like that in. So do you get to like
0: construct it afterwards? Do
1: you get to like assemble it when it's cooked? How big did
0: you say it was, sorry? It was... One thousand nine hundred thirty meters, or six, just under six and a half thousand
1: feet. Six and a half thousand feet, like squared or circulared, however pizza. No, okay. so it was
0: it was long. So, so this is is imagine uh, like right, a right. long, yeah, long rectangle. And you know what? You're you showing me up for not doing my homework fully. I, yeah, I. It would be interesting to know how they cooked it, but it was. um Imagine having to transport all the tomato sauce there. <laughs>
1: There's just an army of pizza rollers rolling out dough endlessly for days. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was £5,000 of tomato sauce and £3,900 of mozzarella. What was it? Uh, well, yeah, that's that's kind of all I can see. Yeah, just imagine like a really, really long rectangular um, pizza and that's it. I mean, it's probably the best pizza in the world for me. I mean, I'd, I'd like to start at one end and see how long it'd take me to get to the other end, but I bloody try. <laughs> Actually, that should be the world record is how long did it take to eat <laughs> the longest pizza in the world. <laughs>
1: Well, I tell you what then, start six, along the same lines of something that's long, well, don't really too <laughs> much into that, um, how about the world's longest cigar, 268 feet and four inches, or pretty much the entire length of a football field? Now, I don't know what in the Fidel Castro you're going to be smoking to get through it, but <laughs> I think that one's brilliant.
0: I mean, how would you even light it? You probably wouldn't need to. You would probably leave it, come back a week later, and it's still <laughs> it's still, still lit, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: that's quite impressive, but I don't know. I think that that one's gone into like a museum, or they've like ended up storing it. But again, like it's strange to know like what happens with all of these things, because I feel like as well, there's a lot of wastage with these world records. Like the next one that I had um, was one that I might be willing to attempt, although I'd probably come out of it with concussion. And it was the most toilet seats broken with the head in one minute. Now, from the way that I understand this record to work, you literally just pick a toilet seat up and you headbutt it, basically, until it snaps. And the world record is forty six
0: in a minute. The question is, firstly, wow, forty six. <laughs>
1: I don't know forty six is right. impressive.
0: <laughs> and, and we'll probably come on well, we could we can talk about it now or we can talk about it after, but that is the perfect one for the question of why. Yeah. Yeah, just one word yeah. why how, how? Uh, or two words how <laughs> <laughs> how did you and why um and you know practicing that how that's an expensive one as well right yeah this is what i mean <laughs> i
1: just think well number one because you, you have to have practiced right now how many times must you have practiced to have realized okay maybe <laughs> i can do this as a world record maybe it was just a case of a world record for it didn't exist previously. Because I haven't been able to find out if anybody's set a previous one for that, and that was some that was broken. But I feel like, yeah, there's a lot of cost.
0: But well, were they? Um, is it, are they attached to the toilet at the time? No, no,
1: no, no, no. So it's just it's just a seat. You don't need to put it through the toilet, which would be even more. i think thinking
0: someone falling over. <laughs> Someone's falling over, and cracked there, thinking, "What a great <laughs> idea
1: But <laughs> like, I could be good at this."
0: <laughs> now I, I have to be honest. I didn't see that one. And I'm quite disappointed because that is that is a brilliant one. Um, for why? Um, so I've got one of the more kind of classic ones, but there's you know I'll go through a couple. You've got the longest moustache,
1: okay, yeah, which I
0: think is four four point two nine meters. Impre- yeah, that's pretty impressive. That's impressive. So is that end to end? uh yeah yeah i think it would oh, be right, yeah okay. if, if, if you if you know it out now that's a long time for growth that is my oh, god that's what i was gonna say. well for some people it's probably like half hour but <laughs> but it's like whilst that sounds like it's an easy one because you, you know all you've got to do is let your mustache grow it's like you've got to maintain it right <laughs> yeah this is the thing because you know you're sitting there breaking
1: a world record but the rest of your life must just be really inconvenient it's um similar to the one. This isn't one that I found, but it's one that I've seen previously. Um, It's like the um, woman that had like the longest nails in the world. And they were like yeah, 10 yeah, yeah. feet nails or something like that. I just think, how badly must it affect your daily life? Is it worth it just to have
0: that piece of paper on the wall? I'm not sure. Oh, well, it'd be struggling to get the Zoom call started nowadays. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it's like the thing is, those to me. Things like that are the classic. Those were the ones like in the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, that's one you see all the time, like tallest person, shortest person, longest nails, longest moustache. But it's like this. a couple of the other ones I've found, I just think are just brilliant. Like the, the next one I've found. So this guy, apparently it comes from like a condition he had, but he, he's like, without wanting to make life, he's made the most of it. So he's got the stretchiest skin.
1: Oh, I've and seen this one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> it's like, He can stretch the skin of his stomach out by 6.25 inches. And if you see the pictures of it, it's bizarre. It's like, again, I mean, yeah, obviously you find that out because you've got a condition and you probably find it's stretchy. But then what makes you start trying to pull it out and thinking, I wonder if anyone else, nobody else could do this. I'm going to set this as a record.
1: But you know what it is? When it's stuff that's physical like that. So for example, like the whole one with the moustache, the one with the skin. Is that really any different from Usain Bolt setting a one hundred meter record? Because that is just physical achievement. It's certainly a different type of physical achievement. But is that any different from Usain Bolt setting a world record? Because that is something that his body is physically able to do that other people just aren't.
0: I would say that's a, that's a that's a good point. I would say. At a high level, no, it isn't any different. Because like you said, it's just something But it's more, I suppose we're going to kind of what's, I don't want to use the normal, but what's accepted or what's kind of the current norm. Right, right, norm. okay, um, I
1: get you, yeah, yeah. But we yeah. don't go
0: around, yeah, like if, if you imagine if you had um, 10 people in a line and you just start trying to stretch your skin out, you know.
1: <laughs> well, well, you never know. Maybe the world record then goes out to promote other people to attempt it. I mean, I'm attempting it now. And I don't think I'm anywhere <laughs> close near to that. But, you know, you, you never know, maybe somebody listening to this could be the next world record breaker for that.
0: <laughs> well, actually, yeah, we'll come on to this. We, we, we encourage people to do it, but obviously safe ones. But, um, but, but before we come over, because actually based on what you just said about Usain bulk training, this one I've got. And I'm laughing because it's brilliant. And again, if we can't, can't show you pictures, but I've, I've, I saw the heaviest weight lifted by a human beard. And it's basically sixty-three point eight kilos, and it's actually a bloke picked up a woman by his beard, literally hoisted off the ground. And again, what makes you what makes you think? I mean, do, do, do one day, have you got like a huge beard and there's one day something fall into it and it catches it? Or you like see? your kid oh, grabs God. a hold of it and you accidentally pick yeah, your yeah. kid up with it. You're like, oh, I wonder what else I could lift with my beard. Or <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, your dog's clamped down on it or something yeah. and you're like running around and your dog's just running, waving, waving around. And yeah, but it's like, to me, that sounds quite impressive. And that is something, you know, I mean, that's quite um, that's quite a boast, isn't it? Like, yeah, how much can you carry with your beard? Yeah, <laughs> Only, only a child, I could carry a full grown woman.
1: Right, i tell you what then. How about pets? Because I've got a cat. You've not got any pets, have you? No, 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 no. Because pets can also set world records. So how about the record for the most steps walked by a dog balancing a glass of
0: water? Oh, my God. I, 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 I wouldn't know because, I did, for one, can dogs... <laughs> Balance a glass of water? What is it? Where's it balancing it on its It's back? It's
1: balanced on like their head and the dog basically has to walk steps whilst concentrating. And now the same dog, which is a dog called Sweet Pea, an Australian border collie, holds both records for walking up and walking down with 10 steps going each way whilst balancing
0: a glass of water. When was this done? Like last week? Is that why? Because he's it's it's, it's the only one that's done. So what? Ten steps each way.
1: Yeah, yeah, ten steps each way. But I think there's two categories. So there's one walking up, one walking down, and this dog holds the record for both. So not as, that I think that's doubly as impressive. Because I think that
0: can be beaten. I
1: think, I think so be too. Because I think the bigger the dog, surely it's easier to balance a, a glass of water. There must be like a natural
0: knack to it. Like you pick a Rottweiler; they've got huge heads and huge backs and stuff like that. So. I wonder I wonder if like, because I don't know Sweet Pea, if you're listening out there, hi Sweet Pea, I don't know if it's like a trained dog or if it's just someone's pet, because I'm wondering, you know, like the dogs you see at Crufts and the things that, ones that are trained for films, could they not be trained, because it's all about, I guess, it not getting overexcited and walking as still as it can, right?
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? There was no background on Sweet Pea. It was just said that Sweet you Pea was the heart Bizarre Record. So I don't know if it was something that performed in a show, but that would also probably, yeah. But again, I mean, if it wasn't a dog that performed and wasn't good at acting already, again, it kind of leads on to a similar point. How do you know that your dog is good at that?
0: I know exactly why. <laughs> some, some, someone was too lazy to go get a drink. <laughs> And 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 like I don't know, like some some someone like mate was in the kitchen. I'm like, Luke, can you can you get me a glass of water? And you couldn't be bothered to bring it in. And you see the dog there, and you just put it on the bat and say, "Go, to Dan." Yeah. <laughs> there was um, oh, it was something like again. It was an old toy. It was called Big Track. I think was it called Big Track? Never had one. That's probably why I can't remember the name. But you would program into it like a route, and you it was it's it, it was pointless other than you could show people oh look what I could do I can make this vehicle carry a drink or carry something for me (laughs) I think we've just evolved into using pets now (laughs) (laughs) well the thing is
1: again like I said I mean I'm 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 more of the opinion that world records that are like biological world records So, I mean we talked about them the beard one the one with the skin Usain Bolt running 100 meters are much more impressive because otherwise it opens you up to the ability to actually set a world record for anything, because it's even things yeah. like I've seen previously where it's like, Oh, the world's oldest salsa dancer is 96. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what do, what do you mean? You mean she's just an old lady that still likes to salsa. That's what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so, I, I
0: saw one from like the oldest male stripper. Um, and it's like, yeah, that's exactly it. It's just something that that is the potential. Anybody could do that. As long as you are willing to get your kit off at 65 or 66, or whatever it was. <laughs> Um, but yeah,
1: this is the thing. So I think some of them are a bit are a bit strange. So like the ones that are biological, where it's like you know, like you always see the ones trying to break records because there used to be that show Guinness World Records on television, didn't there? Yeah, yeah. And you'd see yeah, people yeah, coming on yeah. for that to try and break the record for like oh the world's longest tongue, and you just have a load of them <laughs> sticking out their tongue in front of a measuring tape with the official adjudicator sat there watching, thinking, mm, no, no, not quite there. Not. It's quite like
0: congratulations, again. you were born with a long tongue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> or, or do you have to train it? Do you like hang things off it? Yeah, yeah, this is the thing. Time, I mean,
1: yeah. maybe we should have looked as well at the prep that goes into these things. So maybe the guy with the beard did have to do a load of weightlifting previously with the beard. Maybe he sat in the gym and he's just like, are you using the uh, free weights anymore, mate? And then all of a sudden
0: he just comes <laughs> and wraps his beard around it. and He he's sat there doing dumbbell curls. <laughs> yeah, probably better to to keep him on mind. But I was thinking, yeah, could you do tongue ups? But that's probably not a route we're getting we probably don't google that um all right so so what do you think because I didn't look at this because then I started thinking when I was finding the examples I was thinking like what else is there And, and again yeah on the Guinness Book of Records site there are a whole host of ones for burping so it's like longest burp loudest burp so where do you sit on that because burping is something we all do but some are obviously better than others so if you if you are consistently loud is that a skill
1: yeah, you know what? I think again. I think that falls on the biological side because I think a burp, irrespective, is still something that's physically. You've got to be physically good at that, and I don't think everybody's capable at that. So that that falls into the Usain Bolt category for me. I think.
0: But but what if you could do it consistently? So you think it's going to be more down to it? So you can't train yourself for, for burping. I mean, we could give it a go.
1: Well, yeah. Okay. You're not training yourself for burping, I guess. When you do the burping world records, are you allowed to like drink stuff, or is it all got to come naturally? So I couldn't have a can of Coke.
0: I need to have a look at the, uh, <laughs> I need to have a look at the, uh, the rules. But again, this one is actually the longest part was, was set in 2009. So I mean, this, this, this guy's loving his, his, his fame for now. And it was like, I mean, you know, some of these are hard to believe it, but it is, this is from the Guinness world com. It's one minute, 13 seconds and 57 milliseconds. I mean, the milliseconds are obviously important. I mean, you're burping for a minute and thirteen seconds. I mean, what's going on inside your gut?
1: Yeah, I I feel like at that point you must have had something something maybe must be a bit different about the way your even like your digestive system works because I couldn't even reasonably think about burping for more than about five seconds. Nothing that would be a push for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get annoyed, and the looks I get from my other half if I if it's more than like two or three seconds, I mean, you can it. And you can't hide that during a meeting or something, can you? Yeah. Well, you know what? Then maybe
1: maybe about the thing of being getting good at it. Maybe you maybe you can train yourself to elongate the burp. So do you know when you feel yeah. like a burp coming just naturally, you just want to get it out, don't you? Maybe this yeah, person yeah. has mastered the skill of like stretching that out for as long as possible. Because again, how do they constitute what is a burp? How are we just like, oh, has he just stopped burping and now he's just making a noise? I don't know how that works. How does the adjudication work for that?
0: I'm laughing at that because actually I'd hate to be the adjudicator for that. And Funny, before I go on to my point, I think I did look for farting because obviously that's how my mind works. But I didn't think I can't. I don't think I found anything for farts, which feels unfair.
1: Oh, I, that might be something that I could be able to
0: do. I know, maybe that's our niche. Maybe that's where we can go in. Although I'd hate to be the adjudicator for that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but but no, I was laughing when you were talking about that. Maybe you can train your butts because I had an image of like, you know, like a montage, like in Rocky, but instead of weight, lifting weights and, and, and press-ups, there's a guy just burping and like and training and each each scene these getting the burps getting longer and longer you know until they're jumping up and down with like with a 2 minute burp you know, it's like okay have you got another one
1: well you know what just along on the um the the um farting ones i don't know <laughs> if these are actually verified but there's certainly videos of them online so how about there is, there is how about the fastest time to topple an empty plastic bottle by farting <laughs> What sort of typhoon are you managing to like whip up? And and I can tell you now, you won't be able to see. I don't know. Maybe we'll find a, a way of showing this to people. But basically, the screenshot of the video is a man with his legs in the air, almost like he's giving birth. And he's got what looks like a plastic tube party cannon to his rear end, directed at a plastic bottle. Um, and this same person has also got the world record, or whether or not it's been uh, officially officially um, adjudicated on, for the most balloons popped by shooting a dart from a tube propelled by farts. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think, those, I think those are pretty impressive, to be fair.
0: But is that... And it was something I was thinking of when I was looking at this and thinking of modern records and stuff. Is this the... Are we now in the jackass generation? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah. I mean, and and, I, and I'm not saying that like there's anything wrong with it, but have we gone from people like say thinking, "What is a test of potentially what can I do that can improve myself or uh, a, a feat of skill?" Like I was saying at the beginning, something of, of magnificence to. I wonder if I could knock a bottle over with my own fart. Do, yeah, do, you know I mean? because, do you know what it is as
1: well? I feel like there's a difference between what is like, I think that there's a really finite line from what becomes absurd from what is like skill. So for example, one of the more serious ones that I had to look at was for tightrope walking. Right. So that's obviously, you know, that's a pretty impressive skill. You sit there hundreds of feet above the ground with a pole in your hands trying to balance. Yeah. And so it was a stunt man from China who walked on, a 2,300 foot rope with a 1.2 inch diameter set at a 39 degree gradient and he broke the record for aerial tightrope walking. So you have to think he sat basically on what is the incline Steeper than a hill, and he's walked two thousand three hundred feet without stumbling once. See, now that to me is an impressive feat (laughs) of skill.
0: Then you turn the page, and and there's a bloke dancing his ass. Then
1: then you turn the page, and there's a dog balancing a glass of water, and a man smacking his head through toilet seats. And you're like, "Oh right, well, this, (laughs) this, this this is this escalated quickly."
0: I mean, I mean. i'm still weirdly thinking of the one with the darts i mean that would change the game of darts so you imagine that if it went to like if, if you draw the match and that is how you you, you clinch a game of darts where <laughs> who can get the highest score <laughs> with their own flatulence <laughs> i feel like most darts players would be all right at that to be fair i <laughs> well, could probably also do the longest burps because they used to also i drink the old pints during the match as well don't they but um
1: But the thing is, as well, sorry, sorry, just before we move on, right, as well, because I think there's another category of world records, and that is ones a bit similar to the whole salsa dancer thing. It's kind of like right place, right time, because, I mean, I'm not objecting to this world record, obviously. However, it's the world's largest swimsuit swimsuit photo shoot where 1,010 bikini-clad women posed on Australia's Bondi Beach for a photo shoot and then also became world record
0: holders. But but you see, that's the thing to me. Is that is that a record or is that just a mass gathering?
1: Yeah, because what could I break the record? For example, if I just went on Facebook and found every person that was bald, could I just turn around and get them to meet me somewhere public, I take a picture with them, and then all of a sudden we're world record holders for the most bald people in one place
0: all in one go? But that's what I'm saying. It really, does now feel like anything is? I, I I don't know if I could get the most about sixty people called Dan in the same place as me, and we say Dan ten times in a minute. That's got to be a world record for the most amount of Dan saying Dan in the shortest amount of time. I don't I don't know if <laughs> you need to find as a place said, called Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know it probably is already a one actually. But but just but that's exactly it. So when does when does a like I said, you know, the the poor guy who's Risking life and limb with like tightrope walking or whatever, and you've got a photo shoot.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is this is literally where the problem lies. I just think to myself, you know what? Yeah, yeah, it's a good way to put it. One guy risking literally his entire life for that one piece of paper, and then people turning up for a photo shoot, or or a man putting his head through toilet seats, turning up and getting that exact same recognition. I think, I think that, nah, I think
0: that's corrupt. <laughs> Another one I saw was. The longest duration of spinning a basketball on a toothbrush, and I think the toothbrush is obviously in, in in your mouth, so it's being on the end of it, and it's like one minute, one minute, eight point one five seconds. And again, it's like, where do you get that from? I mean, are you brushing your teeth one day, and, and like you've left, you've you've taken your hand away, and you can see your toothbrush sticking out, and you're thinking, I wonder if I could spin a basketball on that. I mean, at what point do you think that? Or, 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 you know, or do you you look at your finger and think, yeah, that looks like the end of a toothbrush. I could, maybe I could try. I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like I said, fair play to this guy. (laughs) But, But maybe,
1: maybe it's a case of you look at a world record. So, for example, let's say you're really good at spinning a basketball on your finger. But then you look at the world record and you realise, I don't know what the world record for spinning a basketball on your finger is. But let's just say, for argument's sake, it's two hours and 30 minutes. You look at that and you think, well, I'm good at spinning a basketball on my finger, but I'm not that good at basking it, spinning a basketball on my finger. And then you think, well, how can I be still be good at that thing, but make it a world record that I could beat? And then you're like, well, I'll do it with a toothbrush. I'll do it with a broom handle. I'll do it with a, I don't know, whatever other household domestic cleaning items you might find Um, and that's how you turn around and get the stupid records because people are looking for stuff that they want to break realize that they can't do it so have to just slightly tweak it to turn around and make it something achievable
0: but then but but absolutely but then also what kind of person are you then to look at something like that so so let's go back to your farting one let's say i want to beat that Do you know what I mean? So you then start sticking a cone up your ass and trying to blow over. I mean, I'm sure probably some alcohol was involved in that initial initial attempt. But at what point do you then try and say, right, no, I'm going to try and beat that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, I just don't understand the motivations, but I feel like the motivations are just for the recognition. It's just for the sake of turning around and saying, I did like, I am the best in the world at something, if not something completely useless, because obviously practically, I can't see where the benefit of, you know, it's a basketball on the end of a toothbrush held in your mouth is, but you never know, mate. (laughs) Some people live different lives. I'm not sure.
0: (laughs) I um, am. And I, I'm, I'm annoyed. I haven't written it down. Right, but there was like a couple of other ones which we can all do, and I know you and I are going to talk probably towards the end of things that we're going to try to do for the sake of promoting a podcast. It's like the most number of spoons on a human body seventy nine. That doesn't sound like a lot. Doesn't sound like a lot, but you know, I've looked in my drawer and I've probably got about twenty spoons. So I'd need to firstly, there's the expense of having to get <laughs> another sixty yeah, to, true, to try. Yeah. But again, and it's like. It doesn't sound like a lot, but, you know, they, you think they take up a lot of space. So you've got to be quite comfortable in how you look in your own skin, right? Because you need to expose quite a lot of that skin. To, yeah, that's, that, yeah that, that's
1: probably true. And I guess, you know, some people might have benefit of just having a bit more mass than other people. I guess that that might yeah, help as yeah. well. But then again, maybe that's a physical feat. Maybe again, because, you know, a, a, a person who's five foot five might not be able to carry that many spoons on them. So maybe we should be looking at that one, like the Usain Bolt one as well.
0: But yeah, oh, and the other one, and the one I didn't write down, which is why I'm saying I was annoyed with myself, is um, the most post-it notes on your face in a, a certain amount of time. And I think it was, it was, like, well, I say only, it was like something like 29, I think, or, or 30. So I think it was in a certain amount of time. But again, it's like, do you, are you bored in a meeting one day at work and you, stick a, you, you, you accidentally stick a post-it note to your face and think, how many more of these could I get on me? Do you know what I mean? And you, and you just like you walk out and and it comes to your turn on the call and suddenly you've got like thirty posting notes on your face. I mean, <laughs> that is like that should be beatable. Yeah, that one that one does
1: look that one does seem beatable. To be fair, but do you know what the funny thing about that one is as well is you know that you. you... <laughs> You know, you've gone out and tried something like the whole post-it note on the face. It's definitely not the first time you've done it when you've broken the record. Like you definitely know that these people have used that as their party trick whenever they've gone somewhere. They're just like, oh, do you have any post-it notes? I want to show you something cool. And They've got to look how many I can fit on my face. And there's just a random guy or girl walking through a party with 37 post-it notes stuck
0: to their heads. (laughs) SM mate, again, the next day after, at the end, it's like, bloody hell, Roger, you've used all the post-it notes again. <laughs> yeah, run out of stationery in the office, you're like,
1: where is he? <laughs>
0: I'll just take one off Bill's face. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another one because it matches on to that. This is one I did write down, is um, the most amount of toothpicks in a bid is three and a half thousand, uh, sorry, three and a half thousand so this guy has stuck three and a half thousand toothpicks into his beard.
1: Now that's a really, I, I think that one's impressive because three and a half thousand toothpicks is number one a lot. And that must've taken a lot of time to set up. And that is also one impressive beard that it's taken to do that as well. So I'm i not on board with that one, to be fair. I,
0: no, I am. My, my thing though, and like I said, I didn't necessarily read all about these. It was just seeing the headline. But my thing is, is there a bit of cheating involved in that? Because at some point, at, at what point, are you actually getting it into the beard as opposed to just wedging it in between the other toothpicks?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true, actually. I mean, I'm not calling him a cheater. (laughs) Because what if you framed your beard with the toothpicks and then you just sat them out? Because half thousand. I know the toothpicks are small, but three and a half thousand is a hell of a
0: lot. Yeah, I mean, if you do see the picture I encourage you to look at that one, it is brilliant. It's just like this massive watch of, <laughs> of two things. Because there was, there was also the one that used to be on
1: the programmes as well, which was the one about clothes pegs on their face. Do you remember them? And it, <laughs> yes. it, it'd just be a guy with a hundred clothes pegs on his face. And they'd be like, oh, really sorry, but you failed by six clothes pegs this time.
0: <laughs> let me, let or me one, pings off. one pings off. <laughs> you are
1: you looking up the toothpick yeah i tell you what no, no no let's have a look at the um world record for the most uh most closed pegs what I'll, do is I'll try and find it you move on to the next one and i'll see if we can find the record for that one
0: another one i've got i mean i i, I kind of like anything to do with um food and we've got the fastest time to eat a bowl of pasta is 26.69 seconds and again i don't know how much it is but for me this one feels a waste because, you know, I love my fit You want to savour that. You, you know, at what point, again, do you, do you, I mean, are you late for something? Are you in a mood? Have you have you got to make a date? Have you got to get to work or something? And you, you realise you can eat. The thing about food ones as well has always made me think it can't be good for you. And maybe that's what leads on to the biggest burp. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that I might have to see because he holds the same record for 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 a different one. One that... I kind of like was the longest coin spin of 25 seconds. And again, what, what do you do? Do you, do you spin a coin? Because we've all done that. And at what point do you think, oh, that's quite fun to, yeah, I'm going to make this last longer than anyone else in the world. That That is for me, Where like I said to you, is, is where it becomes just a, a, a crappy little thing you do to pass the time to to making it your life's mission.
1: Yeah. Like At what point does procrastination go from procrastination to literally being the best in the world at something? Because the coin spinning one, again, you must be sat there bored, like a bit like have, with having a fidget spinner or whatever they used to be called in your hand, and you're spinning a coin. You think, oh, that's going on for ages. I could be the best in the world at this. Surely that thought doesn't come. Does somebody walk past you and give you some sort of like pep talk? And they say, oh, my God, you spanned that coin for so long. And you think that's, that's your moment where the stars align. And you think to yourself, I'm the best in
0: the world at this. And it's like at that point, like when it hit 25 seconds, is that when he thought about the films that's going to be made about him? <laughs> Talk about coins. and one thing I remember doing as as a kid, thinking, oh, "I'm going to be the best in the world," until you get frustrated after about the sixth or seventh attempt. Was um, I don't know if you ever did or, or listeners, and obviously you can't see this, but you know, you hold your 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 arm back and see so your elbows out, and you put coins on the end of your elbow and flick your hand forward to catch. Oh them. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So obviously mean, you start yeah. off with like one, then two. And like, at one point, I don't know, I mean, it depends on the coins, but maybe I don't know, sale got to like eight or nine. And and then I probably was thinking, do you know what? I could be the best in the world there is at this. <laughs> you know. And then you sort of like fail on 10, coins go flying and you and, and you get like a smack around the end like, yeah, I'm not going to do this again. <laughs>
1: Yeah, maybe that's what it is. It's just the people with the determination sit there and think, you know what? I am the best at the world at this terrible menial thing, and that's what I'm going to achieve. This is my legacy, because that's what it's all about. It's all about legacy. How are you going to be remembered a hundred years from now when someone brushes off a dusty 2020 world record book and sees you with
0: fifty-one clothes pegs on your face? (laughs) People of the future, you're welcome. (laughs) People of the the future, (laughs) (laughs) alien invaders, you're welcome. (laughs) I mean, what what what's your um, clove peg finding then? Right,
1: okay, so apparently this world record is timed, so you have to have it in a minute. So it's the most closed pegs clipped to the face in one minute, and it's 51 pegs. That sounds painful. That's stood since 2012, so it must be more difficult than we think it is. But I guess, you know, if you miss a peg, 51 pegs, you've got to do one a second pretty much, haven't you? So I guess you miss one, and that's it, record's over.
0: But can you imagine, though? doing that and the pain and the elation and then like a week or a month later somebody gets one more than you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Go and all of a sudden <laughs> you're like
1: all oh, right okay now I need to go and practice for six months <laughs> imagine the thing is as well do you know when you're practicing that world record obviously your your face is going to be red I would imagine imagine walking around being like, oh my god what's happened to you you're like oh no I was practicing for my world record I just stuffed a load of clothes pegs on my face <laughs> Like, I bet you, I don't know what this guy did when he was young, but I bet you he always used to say to his mum, no, don't worry, mum, I'll put the washing out. He's used <laughs> yeah. to sit and go
0: and practice. Or well, she was like, "Going, where are, where, where are where the clothes pegs? Why are we <laughs> getting through so many? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, have you got any more? Have you got any fun ones or okay um there's a few eating ones but like you said i
1: mean it, it's difficult because again they they're all kind of about you know just natural ability so there's the one with the jaffa cakes there's one with hamburgers but again i think that they're timed differently so i think if you were smart enough about it if you turned around so for example this world record is the most hamburgers eaten in 3 minutes right and yeah. his record for the most um sits at 12 and 12 doesn't seem like a lot but then i guess is in that, 3 minutes
0: that's- is that with bun and... Yeah, good yeah, so that's burnt. actually
1: a proper hamburger just with bun and, yeah. and burger in it.
0: Yeah, I guess it because with that, you know, the bread, the stodginess of the bread, and and, and I think the key thing's going to be um, the moistness of the mouth. So, you know, I mean, after a few bites, depending on that bread, your mouth's going to be drier than the desert, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, because I don't think you can have anything... With the food ones, I don't
1: think you can have anything to assist. So I think that it's, there's no water, there's no drinks, there's nothing like that um yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a case of you just have to scoff it down it's a bit like the um the cream cracker one um, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the whole difficulty with that one is the fact that your mouth's trying well,
0: have you tried that you thought you must have tried that at some point.
1: yeah i think i tried that when i was young and i think do you know what's really deceptive about that one is you put the first cream cracker in your mouth and you realize i've made a terrible mistake <laughs> because it is so dry and you're like hawking it back and it feels like you might as well have just gone to the beach and put a handful of sand in your mouth because it's, uh, crackers are actually awful things without anything on them
0: but you know we were talking about like so you know we'll mention i've mentioned that we're looking at is there anything we could do uh to try and have a bit of fun and and i was thinking about the jaffa cake one because they, they did it at work where i work a couple of years ago but i was sitting there earlier and i was saying to to the other half i was saying um right we do this what's the best way and i was sitting there mimicking eating like jaffa cakes i was thinking do i go for small bites and that so so you know it's less surface area in your mouth taken up maybe less dry but then it's going to take more time and i was literally sitting there for about five minutes working out the best strategy (laughs) eating jaffa cake and now i'm thinking you know having said earlier on you know these these bizarre ones there's probably is an element of planning and and, and thought, you know, to, yeah, to even.
1: Like, surely you've just got to like you've got a you've got a fast for the day before to make sure that you're kind of good enough to turn around and scoff it down. I, I would think that there's probably yeah. a fair bit of prep that goes into it. But but maybe if if we look at breaking world records, maybe we need to try and find that super niche. So for example, you've got the ones which are like, okay, you've got the oldest salsa dancer in the world. Now that's on the basis that this person is just old and just happens to be salsa dancing. So I saw one which was the most tattooed man in the world. And I think he'd had over a thousand, about a thousand hours worth of like tattoos and body modifications done. So that's what it was classed as. It was because he spent the longest having that done. So what if we turned around and combined something that we enjoyed with our age range? So it's like, okay, well, we could be a category with our age range. So we say, let's say that we want to do the Jaffa Cake one, but we make it age-based. What we do is we're just cutting down the category in which people can compete. And so, all of a sudden, your your chances surely go up.
0: The most jaffa cakes eaten as a duo between a a, a twenty year old, a twenty something year old, and a forty something year old. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all
1: of a sudden, that's it. World record done, sorted. We are the best <laughs> in the world at that thing.
0: Maybe we should do it, and and I probably shouldn't say this, but maybe we should do it. The amount of jaffa cakes eaten in a minute, but with a knife and fork. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's the one with chopsticks, isn't there? We could do one with chopsticks yeah. as well.
1: Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah, we could use yeah, yeah. loads of different implements to do it and see what doesn't have a world record. I'm liking this. I feel like we might have 10 certificates at, at some point.
0: Yeah. Blindfolded and you have to eat them off a the table <laughs> with your <laughs> mouth only.
1: Or, or yeah. What about the most amount of Jaffa cakes eaten whilst blindfolded only using the mouth, but you have to take them out of the box with your mouth as well.
0: I think we're going to, I think we're going to work on this. I think we're, yeah. we're on to some. Yeah. I, yeah. I
1: agree. i I actually think we could be world record holders in about a month's time.
0: But but this is the thing, though, that the fact that anyone now can. And, and like I said, you know, I, I mentioned one of the other episodes, about I reference video games a lot because I, I, I love video gaming. high Xbox. But it's like, you know, obviously there's a whole thing of like speed runs in games and, and like esports as well. And, 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 and it literally is any walk of life now you can be a record breaker which is great because it's no longer the kind of like the the strongest in the world or the fittest in the world or the the most intelligent in the world can have these accolades now it is literally anyone can be now a record breaker
1: yeah, this is the thing. I think you just need to find something that you're moderately half decent at. You throw a couple of caveats on it, boom, world record.
0: And on that, there was um, oh God, you know, one of my favourite game shows. It was it was from the nineties, and I don't know if you've seen it or, or listeners, you've probably seen it on like Change TV Or for for our um, overseas listeners, there was a game show here called You Bet, and what it was, there were four celebrities each week, and each celebrity. you know in in quotes sponsored a member of the public and they were coming on and would do a bet and so they would say I can do this in this amount of time and then what would happen is each person would say each of the celebrities the, the one who was sponsoring it had to say they would do it but the others would say yes I think they can no they can't then there were 100 audience members they would vote and so say it was 20 said the person could and 80 said they couldn't if they did do it whoever said of the celebrity said yes we get 20 points so oh, right, okay. anyway yeah so that's kind of the, the premise of the show but like I said what they were they were genuinely like just members of the public and some of them stick out to to, to my mind this day now a couple I, I did look up just to to kind of get a reminder of what they were and you would have like the one I saw and again I was I was fascinated when I was looking this up was an eight-year-old boy. So, so remember that eight-year-old. He could name a tube station just by what they would. What they did? They took in isolation a a line on the tube maps. You know, you get like a little line or a circle okay, which yeah. says that, that. But they made all the tube lines the same color. So what he could do is he could tell you what station or stations were cut out, and the lines that were going through it.
1: Oh right.
0: And and he did. I I can't remember, but I think he did about twenty, and he did it. There was another boy. I think he was seventeen. Identified the make and model of, I think again, like twenty odd cars just by the tail lights in two minutes. There was a guy. I think now I'm starting to use memory. But there was a guy. I think who said he who could identify cars by the the sound the doors made when they closed. <laughs> uh, again, Ouch. I'm not saying. <laughs> But this is it. I'm not saying necessarily they all did this. They would fail a lot. But the fact that they even could do it well enough to get on there, like sometimes I'm assuming the pressure got to them. Another one was um one, and I couldn't find it right. And even the inter- internet, I could see reference of people remembering it. So I'm not just dreaming it, but I couldn't find it online. But there was a guy and I think it was Queen songs. So he would he was sitting on a stool. In a soundproof box, like a clear soundproof box, there was a candle and a speaker. And members of the audience chose random songs from a a, a selection of Queen's songs. And he could guess the song by the way the candle flame was affected by the bass from the speaker or the air from the speaker. <laughs> and he got it right. He got it right. I remember vividly. And again, I'm thinking. Are you that you, you you know you're pretty much falling asleep or you're or you or that you're you're just sitting there at home and you're that bored? And you just look you you somehow got a candle next to a speaker and just realise <laughs> yeah there's a there's a pattern there. To me, that is more impressive than a lot of the other things because it's a really random thing. And the guy, you know, the guy's proven skilled to do it.
1: Well, that's the thing. I think maybe, again, that's partly the difference between the whole skill and the just complete randomness. Because I guess to an extent, you know, you have to be able to t- to to understand the beat of the music. And then all of a sudden, he's got the beat of the music with the reference point of the candle. Like, how how long has it taken him to get to that point to where he's so skilled that he can actually name whichever song he wants just by the flicker of a candle? Like, that's impressive because hours have gone into that. Hours have gone into that.
0: You had similar ones. One that I read, I, I don't remember this at all, so it could just be the wonderful internet remembering things wrong. But another guy said, apparently another guy or woman said they could identify a record just by the grooves on it. Now, I don't know if that's true, but it feels to me that it could be. I mean, if, if a kid can identify card taillights. Yeah, that's true. Because there was one here where old show Brookside, old soap opera, This this person had 40 clips. And an audience member picked five and he could just buy a brief clip of it. He could say the year it aired, the number of the house they were in and who lived there. Now, that sounds quite impressive. If it's from 40 clips, I'm thinking that's something, if you've watched the show over and over again, we've all got films that we could probably recite or programs. Yeah, we could recite yeah in that that's right? true. Yeah. And whilst I'm not taking away, I'm not saying it's it's not easy. I'm thinking the guy with the um, the candle, you are just, Seeing a reaction, and again, maybe you just get used to it, and and you could probably get the beat in your head, but it feels like it's a more impressive.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But get, but then maybe is that because it's something we relate to? Like you just said, the one with the programs, like we've all got films that we can memorize, maybe that is what the skill would be. I mean, for example, I love Tarantino. Could I turn around and could I, maybe it could be the person who's able to read off the most Tarantino lines chronologically. Yeah. Fit, do you know what I mean, yeah. it, it could be something like that. And all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, you know what? I basically do know all the lyrics to Django, uh, all of the lyrics, all of the, all of the words <laughs> to Django.
0: <laughs> and the thing is, I think there's a little bit of that in all of us, like how many, you know, how many times like you could be driving or you're listening and a song comes on the radio and you can identify a song within like, Three beats of the intro, or something, yeah, and you're yeah, yeah. The you think, in the world, and only you can do that. Nobody else can identify that song within that short amount of time.
1: And you get you're you're sat in the car, and you do it, and all of a sudden, the person next to you goes, "How did you? Do, how did you know it was that song?" And you're like, "Yes, I am. I am the best." <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But but you know, and 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 the thing is, it weren't just those kind of ones, and, and by that I mean like specifically something memory or 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 that kind of skill. There were there were other ones. So, so the only two more I can remember, you had a lot of sporty or, or strength, strength ones. There was one um, where 10 underground workers had to pull a tube train 250 feet in three minutes, and they didn't do it, but just by a small amount. But another one was... Um, and again, this is a point, at what point does hijinks become a yeah, let's turn this into an event, right? <laughs> it was, um, you know the old Caterpillar diggers?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. There was a guy who bet he could score more penalties than John Fashanu against Hans Sagers. You've got Hans Sagers was the Wimbledon keeper at the time, you know, a decent keeper. You've got John Fashionou is obviously a great footballer. And he, basically what so what he did was um John Fashanu would take penalties the conventional way with the foot. But what he this uh, this guy did he had like on a on a post he had a football and then he would spin. So, so, if you can imagine, right? You know, like, and I, and I'm I'm demonstrating for you. You've got the digger pointing downwards, like the scoops. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I understand you.
0: And you and you've got the ball. He had the ball there. What he would do was 360 at the opposite way. So then the digger, the, the scoop, would smash into the ball and go and and head towards the goal. <laughs> now he he didn't do it. He he didn't make it because I'm I'm guessing the the one thing that that's got is sp- uh, power. So you know, if you yeah, get it in the yeah, right spot. I guess you can't have the accuracy it's about placement often you don't have to belt a ball you've just got to place it in the right spot it's the fact that there's a guy in the dig I mean what was he doing was he like taking a break from work was he Skype you know was he should he been working what makes you think again I'm going to hit a football with this thing but see then all of a sudden all these ideas are popping
1: into my head because I'm like could we break the record for the most penalties scored against a professional goalkeeper struck using a cricket bat because surely nobody's ever tried that Surely that can't be a record and then all of a sudden I'm thinking what else do I use in my daily life that I could use to do that I feel like this is what happens all of a sudden we've
0: then tweaked his record to make it even more stupid and then we're breaking it here we go what you could do is one of us could drive a car and the other throws a ball in front of it so it's like volleying a ball yeah yeah, yeah.
1: most penalties most volleys scored with a car against
0: a professional goalkeeper <laughs> any professional goalkeepers out there who want to help us uh, oh well us you know go. what but, ben,
1: ben Foster's the cycling goalkeeper on YouTube maybe we should
0: reach out to him <laughs> <laughs> how many goals scored with uh, a Ford Focus bumper there you go <laughs> for me one of the last things though is there is um there's a day each year where you attempt to break the world records now I can't remember I think it was in November so we've got a bit of time uh, yeah it was 18th of November last year but you had um, last year. There was a few, a few that broken. And again, you know, we we talk about natural ones. There was the tallest teenager. Now, while we said that's down to biology, I mean, it was a fourteen year old who was seven foot three inches. I mean, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, there was. I, I love this one, the Harlem Harlem Globe Trotters. And and again, I used to love watching them on TV. I mean, I don't know if if, if you can still see them on TV, but the 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 furthest behind the back successful basketball shot so imagine you're, you've got your back to the basket and you're you're trying to trying to, to, to score a basket 13.86 meters that's 45 feet that's a, yeah that's a big big distance that's that's huge the highest throw and catch of a spinning basketball is uh 6.12 meters and the um i've got a few on basketballs here so but the most I think these were all by the Harlem Globetrotters, sorry, and the most bounced basketball figure eights in a minute. And and the, the last one I got was the most magic... Not by the Harlem Globetrotters, although they probably could do. Most magic tricks performed underwater in three minutes is 20. <laughs> I
1: mean, again, what <laughs> constitutes a magic trick in that moment?
0: <laughs> but for me, no, what's more impressive, and again, you've probably find it on video, is like, how does he stop all the cards going everywhere? <laughs> I mean... It's like it's like surely a lot of the, the, the tricks are gonna disappear.
1: He's he's pulling the bunny out of the hat and it's already drowned.
0: <laughs> oh, that took a dark friend. that took a dark. <laughs>
1: it's like, well, but, all right, uh, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have tried this one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and like I said, honestly, 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 not laughing at anyone do it because you know, like you said, their names are in record books. I think it's just what what fascinated me when I thought about this was again just what makes you then pursue that and the dedication it must you know you must do i i i saw um i haven't seen it fully but there's the um the rubik cube document documentary on netflix have you seen that
1: oh, i don't think so no i haven't seen that
0: And like these these kids well i say kids you know but they probably uh range you know up to like sort of early 20s and that they doing rubik cubes in in a matter of seconds and some of them are doing it without looking at it, you know. Some are doing two at a time, or you know. And and I used to only solve it by busting them apart and putting them back in the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm again. I'm actually genuinely in awe of those people that can do that because it's like that is something that blows my mind and i guess that's why i wanted to talk about this because while some are silly they still put themselves out there to do it
1: yeah yeah this is the thing i think again rubik's cube one's probably one that impresses me because when the rubik's cube came out like again like there were people looking at it like it was a mystery of the universe in terms of how to solve it and now all of a sudden we've got legitimately 12 year old kids who are solving it blindfolded behind the back after looking at it for about three seconds and that's how it kind of evolves, isn't it? But you know what? Maybe you just said that you could set your own record. Maybe it's the fastest reassembly of a Rubik's cube after breaking. Maybe it's the fastest solving of a Rubik's cube following a breaking. Like you know, we yeah. could put but, that out there.
0: Or the quickest person to get frustrated trying to do it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: did you? Did you have any more before? Well, I had ones that maybe were were attemptable,
0: if that made sense. Well, that's it. And, and kind of one of the things, and like I said, whether we end up doing it or not, one of the things we said is we want to try to do something. don't we? So so let's let's hear it. Let's hear it.
1: Okay. So what about the most marshmallows eaten in one minute?
0: Yeah, we could try that.
1: I think we could try that. Now, they must be a standard size and may only be eaten one at a time. So you need to finish it, start the next one, finish it, start the next one. And you're also not allowed to drink. Now, there's actually a caveat. They strongly recommend that you do not attempt this multiple times in one day. <laughs> On the basis that you might give yourself indigestion with the marshmallows, I
0: guess you're clogging your insides up. And you said they've got the standard size, right? Yeah,
1: just a standard size, not mini ones, not giant ones. So I imagine there's probably like a a a rule set, but I think that that's in the further details with the record. But that one currently sits at twenty. That one currently sits at twenty-five in one minute, which I don't think is terrible. But then a marshmallow is quite dry as well, maybe.
0: That's quite a lot. If you think that's one every two point something seconds, which doesn't sound a lot, but after probably the fifth one, <laughs> you probably get. I mean, you could probably go down to Tesco and say, you know it's probably um what's the word? It's probably actually described as record-sized. You know, standard size for world record attempts. You can probably find that on your shelf. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. If you think about that, that's one every two and a bit seconds. Yeah, yeah one okay. Every two and a bit seconds. Okay, this that's, one's that's quite inch. Yeah, I, I, I think it's an attemptable. It's definitely one worth attempting. I think. It's like I, yeah, I, food. It's food. It's a brilliant list. Yeah.
1: Do it. Okay. What about then this one? Fastest time to put on a double duvet cover. So oh the my. way that this one is is, I believe that this one is: you start with the sheet and you start with the duvet. And the duvet, it's so general, so it'd have to be adjudicated. But essentially, it says the rules are the duvet must be placed neatly, in quotation marks, with the cover with all four corners properly set. Otherwise, the attempt is disqualified. So, you know, when you're getting the duvet and you're sat there halfway in the duvet, halfway out of it, because you're struggling (laughs) to get the corners in. And the record for that is 26 seconds. But you know what? I think 26 seconds is a relatively long time. I'm definitely going to go and watch the attempts of this one or or see if they've got the the record for it online because I'm not sure on that one because I'm I'm obviously doubting the use of the word neatly because I I need to know what that means before I give it a shot.
0: I agree. That's definitely one that we can attempt. And and, and actually, before you go on to the other thing, that is actually something to say that, again, with all the ones, even though they're funny, they sound funny, like you've just said. There are specific guidelines and in how how you do it, the the sizing of things. So it's it's it is a it is a proper you know proper regulated thing, isn't it? Yeah, and,
1: and you know what, I think that one's pretty impressive. I think if you tell someone that I can put a double duvet together in twenty six seconds, they're like, hmm,
0: hmm. imagine that. <laughs> you, you
1: need a new job. You're like, I'm gonna go work in a hotel. Because I can assemble a duvet faster than anyone else in this place.
0: Or <laughs> well, anything else you want to tell us while you're applying for the job? I can yeah. do double duvet in twenty seconds. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or, or perhaps if we wanted a a job in an arcade, perhaps what about the most coins stacked <laughs> into a tower in thirty seconds? How many?
0: How, how many? How many is it?
1: Well, I'll read you the rules first, and then you can tell me okay. how many you oh, think uh, the okay. record is. Okay. So, it's any coinage that carries a maximum thickness of three millimeters may be used although only one hand can be used whilst the other hand is held behind the back. At the end of the 30-second period, they must remain standing for five seconds. What do you reckon the record is for that one?
0: You can start off really quickly. I, I guess as you get high, you've gotta, you're gotta you going to naturally slow down because you've got to get them um, bang on. So let's say, I reckon you could do... I don't know, it's going to be something ridiculous, isn't it? Let's say 30 seconds. Let's say, I don't know, let's say 50 <laughs>
1: Wow, you know what? 51. Is it 51? 51 wow. is the record. Unbelievable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's it. I, I a, think
1: you're already one coin off already. You're one coin shy of a world record already.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go for a record attempt at guessing what the records are for
1: record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe you could actually exactly. Again, there's nothing to stop you. That
0: could be a world record.
1: That could be a world record.
0: Fifty yeah, okay. To me though, I said fifty thinking that that feels quite doable but i i, I think that's got to be so frustrating and i reckon that is so odd because i was thinking you'd start off really quickly yeah
1: because you'd you you just go and stack them immediately up wouldn't you because you can get like 10 coins together but then after that all of a sudden they start to wobble because you can only use the one hand to pick them all up as well
0: i wonder if it's also like the size of the coin because i wonder if it's about technique so as you're putting it down on the other, can you use your fingers to almost align them? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so... yeah.
1: see, now in the rules, there isn't anything specific on that. But I don't know whether or not if you put in for an adjudication, they'd give you new, new additional information on yeah. that one.
0: What else have what else you got?
1: Okay, what about the, for those that loved Toy Story, we've got the <laughs> fastest time to assemble a Mr. Potato Head whilst blindfolded. Whilst blindfolded? Whilst blindfolded. Jeez. Now, the difficulty with this one and the reason as to why you're blindfolded is because you must only use your hands. I don't know what else you're going to use to assemble this <laughs> Potato Head. I didn't know which people were choosing to prefer using their feet, but okay. Um, yeah. You must only use the hands and you must attach all included accessories in their proper anatomically correct positions. And I love how they've used anatomically correct positions for an animated potato.
0: Right. How many bits
1: are there? Do you know, I, I don't know how many I bits there are. I, I will find out for you. But if you, if you were to have a, a bit of a guess of how how long the record is for
0: that one. Let's say let's say there's I don't know 20 bits. Let's say there's 20 bits. I think this is gonna be a lot kind of like the Rubik's Cube. I think if you keep doing this, I think it would become straightforward because it's about repetition and muscle memory. I don't know. I'm gonna say something between and I, a minute, a minute, ten. Oh yeah,
1: we're 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 really off breaking this record then. Oh, Sixteen wait, seconds. Sixteen seconds.
0: Sixteen okay.
1: seconds. Now from what I can see, um the the most recent up to date Mr. Potato Head on Smith's um other toy stores are available, um, is eleven accessories. So that doesn't sound like oh, okay, a lot. Eleven oh, accessories, okay. but you've got to get them in the right place. So you've got to feel exactly what they are. So for example, the left and right ear are going to be different, aren't they?
0: I still would have been over, but I was thinking like two seconds ish. So I still would have gone for about thirty or forty seconds. So still it's still way out. Sixteen I guess it, I, I reckon that really is down to muscle memory. I think you will know as soon as you touch a piece
1: yeah, yeah. what it
0: is. And then roughly where it's got to go, because they're all the standard size, right? I think it's a muscle memory.
1: Yeah, I agree. Reckon. I reckon that one actually takes a lot more practice than you would imagine. Any others? Um, this one's quite interesting. But again, the rules on this, whilst there are rules here, I think they still need some clarification. So this one is the most times jumped into a pair of underwear in 30 seconds.
0: <laughs> so what, I'm guessing they're held open. What, you hold them? Right, I'm do you guessing? want me to read
1: you the rules on this one and then you yeah.
0: can guess the record number? I think for our listeners, we have to have the rules of that because there's too many possibilities. (laughs)
1: Okay, so the underpants used must be brief style. So that's it. You're already done in if you like boxers. They must be brief style and reflect the actual size of the person attempting to jump. So you couldn't buy super extra large pants, basically. Yeah, Yeah. They must be fully pulled up to the waist and then removed before the subsequent jump. Only jumps with both feet at the same time will be counted. So I guess you're holding them in front of you open you're jumping into them, pulling up, them to yeah. the waist, and then jumping out of it or pulling them off and then jumping back in. So, in 30 seconds, how 30, will, seconds. 30 seconds, how what do you reckon the
0: record stands at? I'm gonna be way off on this because I think, right, so you're holding it, you jump into it up to the waist, pull it, pull it, pull it off, and then <laughs> back in. And I'm assuming there's got to almost be like a clear break, as in. You, you, you know, they have to be out in front of you, like that. You can't. Yeah, do, so you so. have to
1: have them completely off your legs, jumping back into. If that makes sense.
0: I reckon it's going to be about four seconds. If you were like super speedy, it's going to be about four seconds, and then you've got to factor in fatigue and and sweat. Yeah, and exactly. Stress. Because
1: this one's a phys- This this one in reality is actually an endurance endurance record.
0: So, yeah. So is this? Um, you said thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. If If I was saying. Four seconds, ten of those would be forty. See, I'm going to say something. I know it's going to be crazy. I'm going to say five. The record's nine. Oh well. Wow. Okay. I don't think that's... that's.
1: You know, I'm I'm thinking about a pair of my pants, and I'm like, could I jump in, in and out um, every every three seconds?
0: Mm, you know, that is, isn't it? That's every three seconds. Every so three seconds. seconds.
1: So you jump, pull down, jump, pull down. So I mean, this person must have either started really quickly or kept a really good pace because. I think that's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd struggle at that because it's it's bad enough just putting them on once in the day, <laughs> like, you know. But again, that's something anyone could do, right? Yeah, yeah. As in yeah. Try, it, as try it. Yeah, right?
1: I think so. And what I'll do is I'll finish off with one more, which is probably you know, again, I don't really understand the time for this one, but again, I think the rules need a little bit more clarification. So this one is the fastest time to place twenty-four cans in a fridge. Yeah, that's doable, isn't it? That's- well, you don't know what the time is yet. <laughs> don't get no, too no,
0: excited. No, no, no. I mean, it's doable that we can attempt it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. We could certainly attempt that one. Yeah. 24 cans. So I'm assuming you, you keep the fridge door open all the time. Um, yeah. It depends how deep the fridge is as well. You know, I'm getting technical, but I reckon. Uh, you well, can i tell do you that what, point. do you
1: want the rules for this one as well then?
0: All right, let's have the rules because that will make all the difference to me.
1: Okay, so the cans must be intact and unopened. Now, when they say unopened, I imagine they also mean unopened in their full packaging. They And you must use a commercially available fridge and it must begin with the door closed. Now, if any cans fall over or any end up broken or dented during the process the attempt is deemed invalid okay so you can't say you you, you have to stack them upright and they can't fall over
0: but 24 individual cans.
1: 24 individual cans there's there's no rules on on the amount of hands that you can use in that sort of thing so
0: i guess there has to be a rule about how high how high or how low the cans are to the fridge because if they were almost similar level that would be even quicker yeah, that's true. That's amazing if you're picking it up off the floor. But have anyway, let's just say I reckon so I'm gonna say sixteen seconds.
1: Sixteen seconds. Oh, we're way off on this one as well. Nine point seven six seconds.
0: Nine point seven well, geez. I mean I thought I was going somewhere sixteen. That's all right, look. So we yeah, you and I we discussed that we want to probably get together soon to try this. So I think we could do the um I think we could do this one, the cans. Because yeah, yeah. you've always got a nice uh, stash of uh cans at your hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, cans. I think we could do Jaffa Cakes. Yeah, yeah, I think Jaffa Cakes is viable. What's the other ones you mentioned? We could try the duvet one. Yeah, There's I think the pants
1: one, one could be fine. You don't have to be naked with the pants one, obviously. I just want to caveat that to everyone. You know, you know, you can you can you can do it over your clothes.
0: <laughs> I've got a feeling I'm gonna do myself a big injury like falling over flat on my face so i might watch i, I might be the adjudicator for you what you <laughs> sounded quite dodgy yeah, i was just I, I about to say watch him me him. take my pants on and off yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah. um oh you said about the coin tower ta- oh, the coin tower
1: yeah the coin tower the most coins assembled um in you just need a lot of coins yeah you need a lot of coins yeah the duvet one the marshmallows most marshmallows eaten in one minute
0: okay so yeah i've got a add to the shopping list this week so but you know what
1: i I, i'm saying right now right and and this is going to go out right i'm saying right now i think that we need to be world record holders at some point so irrespective of whether or not we even get remotely close to the records that we talked about i think we each need to find something so niche but but something that we're so good at that we could be the best in the world at it. and i think we should be world record holders
0: perfect i'll challenged
1: challenged so accepted. You're, and, you're sat there clicking a pen right now is most pen clicks in one minute <laughs> I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be yeah. walking around my daily life i'm gonna be walking through the supermarket i'm like fastest hundred meters done whilst carrying a, a, a trolley full of shopping <laughs> i
0: love it i love it and and when this goes out uh, you know people listening we challenge you as well do it again keep safe but do it do it let's let's have Let's encourage the most amount of new records, be, or, 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 or records being broken in a certain amount of time. Let's do it. Yeah, um, just
1: you know, refrain from doing any tightrope walking unless you're qualified.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's uh, let's keep it within the realms of uh, uh, reality, and that isn't going to get us cancelled. Um, yeah, perfect, brilliant. No, well. Thanks for your contributions in that learning. Giving giving me a headache in terms of um, or a stomachache in a few days' time, probably. <laughs>